0: Hi, this is Stephan Shepard, your host of Kindy Music Week in Review, and welcome to the podcast. We're going to be doing something new this week on the podcast, and that is have our first ever guest here on the program, and that is the one and only, the inimitable Jeff Bogle. Hey, Jeff.
1: Hi. Hey, Stephen. How are you? Thanks hey. for having me. Uh,
0: Jeff, as you hopefully know, is the proprietor of the... Excellent website, Out with the Kids, OWTK.com, where he not only covers kids' music like I do at Zoo Global, but beyond that, he talks about other kids related uh, items such as uh, kids' gaming, toys, books. He also writes for kids' music, uh, writes on kids' music for Time Out New York. Kids, as well as Red Tricycle, and writes in a few other places. Uh, have I missed any, Jeff?
1: Uh, more recently, um, for my for the non-kids music stuff. Uh, for now, anyway, um, the parenting humor and reflective stuff. The Good Men Project, and uh, and every once in a while, some of my work ends up on the Huffington Post.
0: Oh yeah, you just did something on. You wrote a piece on arguing against uh, saving money for your kids' college education. Uh, Talk a little bit about how that made its way to the post.
1: Yeah, well, that was interesting. It was that post is a, it was about a year old. Uh, so if you're a long time out with the kids reader, that was old news to you. But
0: I, I, yeah, I remember that when you posted it, that. It was a while
1: ago. Yeah, and um, it, it, I mean, the idea, the germ of the idea started long before that. But <clears throat> picking up with posting it, it it just t- sort of took the long route to uh, its fifteen minutes of of. of I'll, well, I guess I'll say fame. Um, The Good Men Project picked it up, and then within 20 – it's a fine um, website for kind of redefining manhood um, and being vulnerable as a man and covering all topics of what it means to be a father and a man. It's a fantastic site. Um, They picked it up um, the Saturday before the Grammy Awards. So I was out in L.A., and I got the word that it was published there. And then within hours, um, I was being frantically emailed for a headshot that the Huffington Post wanted to run it. And uh, and they did. Uh, and a couple days later, it was on the front page of the Huffington Post for about two days, which seems amazing to me in this in the in the quick news cycle age that we live in. But it got a, it got a lot of reaction, most of it negative, um, which I sort of understand. Uh, it's you know, it's it's a shock to convention over the past decade. Um, the world has just sort of gone down a certain track financially from a financial planning standpoint since the invention of 529 plan and college savings really took center stage from a financial planning standpoint. And I was working in the business when that started. So that's, I came about it from a, I saw the roots of, of, um, from a financial services company standpoint of starting those kind of plans. So I wasn't approaching it just as a, as a parent with children. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I, I dove in and, uh, and saw a lot of the feedback I said I was going to avoid because I didn't want, to, I didn't want people telling me to, to – um, That you're
0: an awful parent.
1: That I'm an awful – yeah. That, a whole that, bunch of people
0: that bad. you've never met and never will telling you that you have no brains.
1: Right, that my children will end up living in my basement. That there's no hope for the future. You know, that just the the internet rage, the instant manufactured internet rage that is um, so common and popular these days with the children, with the kids. Um, but I uh, I I, part, I partake patuk in it in a very civil way. I responded to some folks. I, I read it and I faced that sort of fear I had and got over that hurdle. That I guess if you're going to write in the 21st century, write publicly for, for others to comment on, I think everybody needs to get over that at some point. And, um, I'm glad I did. I, I, I have no problem with what people might say about anything I might write now. I've had additional things published on the Good Men Project, humorous things, um, something about – which will eventually end up on the Huffington Post. Um, I now am an official blogger for them, so I have the ability to kind of put my own stuff up there, which I will – I have not done yet, but I, I will. Um, something on letting your kids fail, kind of another sort of controversial thing, I guess, from a parenting standpoint. Um, I feel we're a nation that kind of coddles a little too much with participation trophies, and everybody is the best, and every nobody nobody wins or loses, everybody ties. And I sort of approach that from the standpoint of that that's sort of a detriment to growth and maturity and um, learning how to win with grace and lose with dignity. Um, so that got a lot of reaction too. Also, some of it uh, negative, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. No, no.
0: I, I, I am I'm I am definitely sympathetic to that argument. So I I mean you know, for regardless of whether you um agree or disagree with the idea of um kids being coddled these days, I, I kids definitely need to learn that they will fail at things. And that's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, <laughs> Beyond, I,
0: mean, I mean sometimes it's bad and then you need to be able to learn how to Rebound from that, but sometimes failing is just a the next step onto whatever you're going to be doing. So
1: exactly, and I, I mean, in my own personal life, I use a quote from from my favorite quote. It's a paraphrased quote, but it's um, from Frederick Douglass. That's um, without struggle, there can be no progress, and it's sort of since I was about. 14 or 15 or so when i was a civil war enthusiast as a as a young person um that's stuck with me and it's sort of been a guiding force in my life that i never stayed down for long i always and i had good pen and good parenting you need you can't just fail and and expect it to turn into a future success i mean you need an infrastructure and that sort of was my argument that um a lot of parents, not to derail this from a kid's music standpoint, but, um, I will continue to do that for another minute. Um, a lot of parents, I feel, you know, kind of t- don't want to do the hard work, kind of get, put the, put the boots on and trample through the mud, if you will. Um, and I'm going to use another mixed metaphor in a minute. Um, you know, failing is, a, you know, I use it with my own kids. I use the baseball analogy a lot. You know, the greatest hitters of all time failed seven out of 10 times or 70, roughly, you know, 65 out of 100 times. Um, more accurately and that's something that you need to get over um, failure is a huge part of life and that's where typically I found in my own personal experience that's where you learn the most um, you don't learn from success nothing that's really long lasting you learn the stuff that really matters to you and that shapes you as a young person and then into adulthood from kind of being embarrassed or falling flat on your face but um, as some commenters when I posted that or when good men project reposted that, you know, people sort of read into it as people are wont to do, um, that, well, your kid is just going to grow up hating themselves if you don't support them. You know, obviously the, the sort of, I don't know, maybe I wasn't explicit that you need to support your child. Um, and that's where the hard work comes in. It's the tough conversations. You know, it's not just, here's a medal you showed up. It's you lost and let's talk about it. Um, and that's, that's the nitty-gritty of parenting, but I love being an active parent, and I, I wouldn't have had children if I wasn't prepared to do that kind of hard work. The tough sledding, if you will.
0: Yeah. No, cool. And, you know, we probably should have a whole separate conversation on that topic because we could probably talk for <laughs> half an hour on that. But what I really wanted to talk to you about, Jeff, was about Kids pop 24 I mean, <laughs> this is a kids' music chart-based program. <laughs> it is perhaps iTunes' most popular podcast focusing on kids music charts and really the astounding success of kids bop 24 i thought who better to talk about that than you jeff boy
1: you know you've come to the right place because if there is an authority on the internet on all things um kids bop or anything that ends in a z where it should be an s i am your man i am your guy um yeah so now that we're done talking about that, we can move on to real music probably <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm curious are your kids so you know my kids are eleven and a half and seven and a half and mm-hmm. my my seven and a half little boy blue uh he he right now is definitely going through a phase where he is listening to my or our kids' music album, so like the past two or three days or week, he's been very focused on Lunch Money's Spicy Kid. And, and really? doing that in a way that I, I, even maybe a year ago, he wasn't necessarily focused on. I mean, like, he would, like, he's been taking out an album, and he'll, like, sort of put it on repeat constantly. Um, whereas uh, my daughter, Miss Mary Mack, who's 11 and a half, you know, she is now, she has an iPad of her own that she earned with her own babysitting and gift money. And when she asks to buy a song off iTunes, I mean, she's not even looking at kids. You know, she's, she. why get the kids' Bop version of Owl City when you can get the Owl City song? You
1: exactly. Know? exactly. Uh,
0: and so I'm curious whether or not your kids, obviously our kids both have, access to a wide range of kids music that is above and beyond all, but maybe, you know, a couple dozen kids in the world. Right. Um, But when, do they ever ask to hear, you know, your music, your music that you listen to, you know, non kids music or stuff that they hear on the radio?
1: Yeah. Um, that's a great question. And, um, there's a lot of ways I wanted to go with that and wanted to also ask you some questions about having a, a tween, if you will. I don't know how you feel about that term, but you uh-huh. have one. You have one, whether you like it or not. Um, so, yes, my children um, both are, are very into certain uh, grown-up adult artists, and we've, we listen to them often a lot. I'll name them some in a minute, um, and we go see them live together. Um, it is a huge part of, of our music consumption habit and has been from when they were little. So even though from about the time that um, my oldest who, who I call the bear was around, she's turning nine on Saturday. So when, from about the time she was three ish um, when I entered this kid's music world and discovered all this, we've had like you have now um, a huge collection to choose from, but, we still, I, I believe strongly in in sharing your own passions as an individual with your children. And it turns out that one of mine, probably the number one passion of mine, is music. It changed who I was as a young man, and so I was always interested in sharing with her, not forcing on her, but but in in a musical discovery way, sharing with her what I like. And we still do that. So um, we're really into jukebox, the ghost. A three piece piano pop sort of Ben Foldsy, Billy Joelish, um, from Philadelphia. We've seen them a few times, uh, live and, um, recently got into Frank Turner. Thanks to Bill Childs, our friend Bill Childs, um, a punk folk, uh, a British punk folkster who, um, the bear is absolutely in love with some songs there's a line stephen that um, my it makes my my the old 17 year old punk rocker in me smile uh it's it's uh, in a song called photosynthesis and it talks about um no one's yet explained to me what's so great about slaving 50 years away on something that you hate mm-hmm. um yada 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 if that's your road then take it but it's not the road for me and to hear a, a soon to be 9 year old who's very creative and sees a father who uh, you know, doesn't have sort of a straight line career path since I left um, the corporate world. S- screaming that out loud is, uh, it just warms my soul. <laughs> do, um,
0: do, do you think she understands the, I mean, she is d- that a lyric that any nine year old can fully appreciate or even appreciate enough?
1: Um, Any nine year old, I don't know this in particular nine year old. I think she can for two reasons. One, I mean, we talk about music, we talk about meaning, and and um, I'm sort of a, a music geek for for little moments in songs like the way a, a vocalist would hit or sing just or pronounce a certain syllable or enunciate something like little tiny moments. Since I was a kid, I've been fascinated with little things. So we we were close listeners and we also talk about things, but she, I think can, because she sees, and it's, it's a point of conversation around here and not completely unrelated to the Saving for College article that she also, we talk about that too. She knows that where we stand and, uh, uh, so as far as a life, a career choice that might not be, um, very typical, um, you know, trying to freelance, trying to be artistic. My wife works a corporate job, but she's in school to try to, to become a teacher, to try to do something that she likes and loves to do and sort of just living life with, maybe with less, but with less stuff, but with more. Um, love and joy. Uh and so I she I think she does understand when she's screaming that, I think I don't know what's in her mind as far as what maybe she projects, but I think she kinda knows where at least Frank Turner's coming from and where I'm coming from when I have fallen in love with that particular verse. Um because uh, <clears throat> we're big fans of of living a dream if at if at the expense of a new car every three years or a gigantic house or stuff. If if that's what it takes, um, then then you should go for it. So, um, cool. And and so and Brandy Carlile, uh, we went to see her this summer with Josh Ritter and the Lumineers down in in C. I just took my two girls. Um, we laid on a on a blanket out on a, on a lawn and Dawes, um, and our fa- probably our favorite band for the last few years. They love and have seen live. So yeah, it's adult music is a huge part of our life. In addition to all the best you know, independent children's music too. But, um, they're big fans like, like little boy blue there of taking an, and, and, and thank God you still call them albums. This is by the way, the the internet's number one. We're old.
0: We're old Jeff. We're dinosaurs.
1: My my kids do it too. They call them records and albums. I've absolutely talk about warming my heart. Um, it is the internet's number one podcast where CDs are still referred to as albums and records. (laughs) And I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, yeah, they, they'll take a full record and, uh, and and go into their room. It, recently, it's been um, the Noddits Kid Quake that they've had, and and just blast it. And I don't know what they're doing in there—dancing, I presume, dressing up. Um, Mo Phillips monster suit is still gets a lot of airplay in in the, in their room. That's the youngest. That's one of my youngest kids. Uh, the mouse's favorite record still.
0: Yeah, and I mean it is interesting, sort of how random the kids will latch onto something. You know, I because I don't think little. Boy Blue ever listened to a lot of the uh, Spicy Kid before. So it's not like that was an old favorite of his that he's still spinning. It's just that he pulled that off. And it's not like we hadn't listened to it, but all of a sudden – pulled that off and for the past week we've been listening to listening to nothing but that and before that it was uh you know he's he's gone through Casper baby pants phases and there was a phase where he found some uh like Motown not Motown but like universal music collection of that was you know targeted at families but it was all just like 80s and 90s hits and so you know I didn't think it was possible to actually it was like he was running an experiment to see how long it would take for me to get sick of Madness's Our House. Which is an awesome, awesome song, but you know, when you hear it six right. times an hour or more, it you know, he's testing that limit. So he's doing a very scientific experiment and um but it, but that was just sort of totally random. I you know, I I'm not even sure entirely how he found the C D and once he did you know, there was a two-week period there where it was it was
1: intense. <laughs> but you know, going back to the point about radio music or, or popular music that they might discover, because I mean, all the bands, all the adult bands, I just name check, while varying their uh, their popularity, none of them would actually be considered popular in the modern sense. So, um, you know, Gangnam Style is a is a song that they know, and you know, Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. Um, which is a fine enough song, I guess. A little um, culturally inaccurate. I have had such a problem with that song because I'm always told that teenagers don't call each other, they text each other. <laughs> so that song dri- has driven me nuts from the beginning. I don't even care that my kid's singing it. It's just, it's, there's no way anybody, any young person would say that to each other in 2013.
0: It's, it's too hard to sing that line, Jack. Maybe
1: I know. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe. Text but, me, maybe. Uh, it that it, it's just it it doesn't roll off the tongue as nicely as call me maybe.
1: It, no, you're right. You're right. But it's it's almost like it was. It it would be better. It would make more sense. Like in in 1993, than <laughs> in 2013. <laughs> um, and that just speaks to the timelessness of that modern classic. Uh, but there's also you know there's a Taylor Swift song I think, and so I mean, and it's funny. I, be, leading up to the Grammys for Time Out in New York, I did. A I did interviews with the four kindy nominees and I was talking to Liz Mitchell, who, as you know, has a, a soon to be, I think she's 13. So I guess she is a teenager story. And she was most excited to go out there to possibly meet Taylor Swift and the Carly Rae. And, um, you know, I was like, now there's, if I said to her, I joke, I said, you know, if your child of all people, if your child is listening to that music, there is seriously no hope for the rest of us. um, and she said something that made a lot of sense to me, and it stuck with me. And, and she's like, you know, you can't—they're sweet enough songs, and they seem like sweet enough people. And you can't live in a in a bubble. You can't you can't keep your children from that. No more than you can maybe keep them from ice cream, providing there's no allergy situation. But or keep them from just from stuff. they without them binging on it later on. So it's it's better to sort of embrace it with them as long as you know it's it's a togetherness and it's a family thing and you're not railing against it which is only going to probably defeat the purpose of what you're trying to do right um and so i've sort of you know when my children are doing that ridiculous why is he riding on a pony gangham style dance throughout the house i don't you know i don't do it with them but i'm not condemning it either i'm sort of just switzerland on the issue which is i think good enough to let them have their fun and their. Experiencing something that's pop culturally relevant, they can actually have something to talk about with the kids at school. Which up to this year, they and we talk. You know, it's funny, Stefan, We talk about it a lot because we definitely we don't, you know, do the Disney Princess thing, and we don't do Dora, and obviously we don't do a, the Kids Bob stuff. And so, you know, they've always sort of been outsiders by my choice, and it's something we I talk to them about probably like once a month. I'm like, are you guys still all right with what we do? with the fact that we sort of skirt the edge of what is popular now and they continue to to be happy about that um and excited to have something of their own and i think it helps that i'm i'm not shutting the door on the stuff except for kids bob ex- on the stuff that their their friends listen to but like with kids bob we don't hear kids singing songs we hear the people singing
0: right back. and and that's the point it's sort of like why <clears throat> may, and maybe Maybe that's more of an eight-year-old thing because you know Kids Bop is, you know, supposedly for tweens, but I, you know I'm sh- sure that they get even more interest from like seven-year-olds than they totally. do from from eleven-year-olds. Yeah. Because again, why would you want to have a bunch of kids shouting Gangnam Style when you can have right. Psy doing? It? I mean, I'd much rather have the Psy version. And I'd much rather have the kids hear the sci version than yeah. Than... I mean,
1: I'm 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 about that. I don't you know I don't scrub. There's you know whether some I guess you can make the case that there's they make the case that they're they're cleaning them up certain lyrics. But I'm against I'm mean, I'm against censorship in that way. I, if I'm if it's a great song, I don't mind. I'm not a language guy. It's, words aren't bad to me. Um, meaning is bad and usage is bad. Um, but I don't, I don't, dev- um, make any words, um, a negative thing. So I, you know, if there's, I, I don't mind that either. Um, but I definitely, I'd, I'd rather hear, if they like a song and it has a cuss word in it, I'd rather them hear the original version than hear a, a modified, cleaned up version sung by other
0: yeah, people. I mean, you know, if if
1: my kids <laughs> from an artistic standpoint that really bothers
0: well right, me. Right. If if my kids want to listen to Rihanna, we need to talk about that. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. it, just being able to listen to a Rihanna song on Kids Bop is not I mean, and we might be okay with the kids listening to a particular Rihanna song, but I mean, you need Kids Bop is not the uh parents safety seal of approval. No. I mean, you know, whatever you think about the production or the general concept of kids' bop. I mean, if you're using that as, oh, well, it's a kids' bop song, so it's safe to hear, then you're probably not investigating it enough.
1: No, and I think it all sort of, I mean, it's probably not completely unrelated to the the idea, my notion that I think too many parents take the easy way out and don't do the hard work. And that might be another kind of, I don't know, symptom's not the right word, but a product of it or an ingredient of that sort of lifestyle, like this pseudo-tamer, cleaned-up version of what might be popular so that you don't have to kind of talk about what an artist might stand for or what their other body of work or what a Google image search might yield for that particular individual. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like doing the hardware. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean,
0: <laughs> if if my kids wanted to download a Kids Bop track song... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed, but I might find out what song it was, and I might ask, "Well, are you more interested in ari- downloading this original track?" Right, right. But we're we're the outliers. We we're, definitely we're are. the outliers, Jeff.
1: <laughs> and I'm comfortable with that. I've been an outlier, and you maybe have to since I was since I was probably 10 <laughs> so, in a lot of the choices that I make that, that I don't drink as a man who likes sports and doesn't drink. It's, there might not be a weirder thing in America <laughs> for someone to, to comprehend for another sports fan to get their head around. Uh.
0: So, um, we're probably getting close to the, the end of, of our time chatting, Jeff, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, wondered if you had any thoughts about albums that you're looking forward to here in the next two three months
1: well yeah it's a good opportunity for me to plug something that i that i'm probably going to pub- publish um real soon uh, maybe by the time this goes up it'll already be out there but you know in addition to the podcast that i do every month um my own which, which is less talking and more just playing trying oh, to play and, music it's, and
0: jeff why, yeah. I, I failed to give a plug at the top of the program why don't you oh. just give that plug right now
1: Oh, sure. Um, it's the OWTK Kids Music Monthly. It's out on iTunes. You could just search OWTK and it'll be the only thing that comes up. Um, and uh, so what I do at the first of every month, I publish uh, a podcast with 10 songs, a little bit of me. It's probably like six minutes of me and 25 minutes of music or something like that. And it's the best and I call it the best and brightest of modern kids music. So I go backwards a little bit. I go present day mostly and I go future some, too, if people send me some unreleased um, tracks that haven't come out yet. Um, and it's just a, an easy way for me, um, to showcase without spending, as you know, hours writing, um, and, and depending on people taking minutes, hours out of their day reading, um, they can just hear an example of what we talk about all the time, um, in our various outlets. So, um, so, okay. So in addition to that, I've just started, I'm, you know, I'm being, I'm in going in a lot of different directions writing these days, working on a book and working on other things. And so what my time to spend a thousand words on a single album and expect someone to come along for the ride. And that pun is intended because the last time I did that really was for the Gokodoki brothers. brothers. Um, it is, it is hard to do. So I'm starting the golden age of family music report card every month. I'm going to, I'm going to publish it and it's going to be kind of capsule more magazine style. Like when I write for time out in New York and I actually have a word count um, to describe albums, not in a hundred words, um, but not in a thousand either, and doing it like four, five, three, whatever I feel is good from that month, whether it came out the month before or, or the current month or is coming out next month. So it's going to be a, a, a look ahead. And so what I'm writing about right now, well, it's the Not It's album that is already out, the Cat Doorman record, which is quite beautiful. Um the new Billy Kelly album that's old now, I guess, at this point, but I have not covered it at all. Um and well, I'm not going to put it in this first issue, but uh the Underbirds, I'm not sure if you've heard, I'm sure you've heard about it. Um so uh Todd McHatton of I Think I'm a Bunny fame, he's probably he he might bristle at that, but he's saddled with that for life now. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Un- until
0: and- he until he wins a Grammy. You know. <laughs> it's just like uh Ben Affleck, you know. He finally can shed Lee and J Lo.
1: Right, right, right. Um, so it's it's McHatton and uh, Morgan Taylor, who is the the man behind Gustavo Yellowgold. They teamed up uh, and formed a new band, a duo called the Under or not the just Underbirds. And um, they have a, Their debut album is coming out in April, I believe. I've heard it. I have it. It's. I don't even know how to describe it. It is. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of both of them, as you would expect. It's, it's very Gustafrey Yellowgold. Like, it's like Gustafrey Yellowgold put through what I call the Todd McHatton music machine, <laughs> which fuzzes everything out and makes it like a, a, a psychedelic indie rock record. Um, it's quite beautiful. It is, it is sort of a themed album just about trees and about birds and nature. And, um, but not in the, traditional children's music way about singing about birds and nature at all um, it's it's really good so that's that their the first single is out it's it's uh it's by the time you're hearing this it'll probably be everywhere it's called brilliance it includes i think the lyric of the year which is very simple but the way morgan sings it it's uh, let me hit you with some brilliance i just found out that i can do this um which it's sort of it's i think He's singing about a butterfly coming out of a cocoon, although I'm not really sure. Um, but it's so relatable to children, to a, a, a young developing child just figuring out that they can that they can draw something or do something. And it's man, it's wicked. It's just a wicked line. Yeah, I've
0: I've I've, I've heard the song. It's a it's a really really good song. So
1: um. Um, oh, good. So you've heard it. Yeah. Um. So so that and uh, what else am I looking forward to? I'm gonna pull up iTunes real fast in my pending folder. Um, let's see. The new milkshake record is uh, kind of hit and miss for me. It's got a couple of really good songs. Um, Grammaropolis, have you have you written about that yet, Stefan? I, I did a while back. Um... The, we've had it for a while. The the bear is so head over heels in love with it right now. Um, I mean, she's in love with grammar and writing. Uh, she writes a lot, like like I do. That's not a coincidence, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, has written books and short stories and. Uh, of her own. But she um she has a superhero grammar book that the mouse bought her for Christmas called Super Grammar. And now that this is just so right up her alley, this whole world of characters and of parts of speech. Um, she knows more about grammar and the the verbiage than I do. Transitive verbs. I have, truly have no idea what that is. um, But she could tell you. So that's cool. Um, I know that's not coming out. Oh, Paul Spring? Sorry, oh, I'm all yeah. up here because I'm very excited about his music as you know. Paul Spring album is... Is sort of like a a, a sequel to Can You Canoe, in a way. Um, I don't know if you feel that way about it, but it's so good. It's very, very beautiful, elegant family music. Um,
0: Yeah, that's a a take that hadn't occurred to me, but I can certainly see where you're coming from on that,
1: yeah. I mean, it's sort of a blend of Take It Outside and Can You Canoe. Like, the song Peter Pan sort of sounds like, a character that's mentioned in Kenny Can Canoe, but played as the, their song Hero from that Take It Outside. It's got that sort of sick, that slick guitar lick in it. Um, yeah, yeah, Peter
0: Pan. It, Peter Pan's a
1: great track. It's a great – I mean the title track is – I think is the standout album, track on the album, but yeah, Mermaid and Peter Pan and – um, even jalopy the, the second track is the, the men you got to like a kid song that mentions the dow and the nasdaq that is uh, i'm not sure that's happened before <laughs> uh, and the volatility um within so yeah that's uh, there, it's going to be another great year and uh, the first two months and uh what i hear coming out in early march two and a half months is is well on its way to being another banner year for kidney music great
0: well, Jeff, I think our time here talking about this is drawing to a close. So, again, I appreciate you uh, talking to me today about kids' music and about uh, kids' bop. Really appreciate your insights on kids' bop.
1: Anytime. You know where to get me.
0: And, again, Thanks. for you listeners, uh, check Jeff and Out With The Kids at uh, owtk.com you can search itunes for owtk for his monthly music podcast and thanks for tuning in and if you have any questions please shoot me an email at zooglobal at earthlink.net you can visit zooglobal.com thanks again jeff bye-bye